Hello and welcome to Living Word Ministries, where everyone is a winner. Join us as we rightly divide the word of truth. Hey guys and welcome back to another Living Word Ministry Sunday message. We hope you're well, we hope you are staying safe. So let's just get right to it and please join me in our opening prayer. Amen. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just come before you first and foremost to give you thanks. Lord, we pray that everyone under the sound of my voice is continuing to do well, Lord. Lord, we pray that you are in the homes of every single person under the sound of my voice, Lord. Lord, we continue to pray for healing, patience, understanding and strength in all things. And as always, Father, your name be glorified in all that we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Guys, it's been ages. Missed you. So so with that being said, um, really just focusing a lot about about what it is that God has been wanting for us. Um, These last couple of days, I've really just been trying to understand in terms of some of the things that we're doing. Is this actually part of a bigger plan or is this things that just happened by quote-unquote coincidence. Amen. Okay, well, look, the today's message is actually called Your Luck or God's Plan. And I actually want to start with um, a definition with regards to what luck, quote-unquote, is. So, luck is defined as success or failure apparently brought by chance rather than through one's own actions. Now, <clears throat> the thought of a lot of things in your life happening by chance, I struggle to believe, particularly those who are walking and leading a Christian life. We know that we've come to the Father because we believe that there is a greater plan for us and a greater plan that he has bestowed upon us in order for us to walk into that. And that's our purpose. Um, Nowadays, in particularly business, people always say that luck is when preparation meets opportunity. And I'm a very, very firm believer on that. People are making their own luck, but is that really your own luck or is that you walking in God's plan? Let's have a look. So you hear a lot of great verses that help kind of define this. The Bible talks about of how many are called, few are chosen. Um, Some people have been born great. Some people have greatness thrust upon them. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. These are all very, very important, important phrases that we all need to know, especially the last one. No? No? You know what, fine, guys, you know what? Tough crowd. I'm going into Proverbs 16, verse 9. And this is my cornerstone verse for today's message. So, a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Again, so that's Proverbs 16, 9. A man's heart plans his way but the Lord directs his steps now in the bible it talks about so many different individuals but what I've come to realize is that in this people have been born great and we're going to look at one or two individuals some people have had greatness thrust upon them and others have been preparing for when the opportunity to become great arises they are ready So first and foremost, I mean, when it comes to people being born great, there is only one example, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus was brought here on earth 
to fulfill a purpose and one purpose only and that was to reconcile us back to Lord because through Adam and Eve mainly Eve we were cut off from our father and in doing so what we found is that there was no way back there was no path back and it took that same it took a sacrifice a human sacrifice to break us from the bond of our father just as it needed another human sacrifice to reconcile us back to our father so before jesus was even born conceived he knew his plan he knew his purpose and from such a young age he was walking in that purpose the bible talks i think in luke 2 where he was left in the market um, and the synagogues with by his parents and when they came back he was only at the young age of 12 and he was talking with the pharisees and really reciting and educating a lot of them and people were so astounded by his wisdom and knowledge and what he was just the just the understanding that such a young person had been able to to possess but what you don't understand is is that jesus walking in his purpose knew from just from when he could read from when he could walk from when he would talk he was already walking in that purpose so whereas a lot of people come to that realization or understanding a lot later in life he was already walking in the purpose that was bestowed onto him by his father we talk about in modern day i say a good a good um debate I, t- I tend to have with my friends with regards to who's the best ronaldo or messi it's ronaldo by the way but that has nothing to do with this message but it's very important you know it's ronaldo but when it came to messi messi has god given like talents he is blessed beyond belief with the abilities that he's able to possess now it's not to take away that he doesn't quote unquote train but you can clearly see that there's a gift that has been bestowed onto him just as some people now have been gifted with the ability to sing the ability to dance the ability to to create the ability in business the ability to learn all of these things are gifted i have many many friends that i'm blessed to have in my life that i can see are real gifts in particular areas and they just excel naturally some of those friends i could have done with in uni when i was studying but you know we 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 reminisce we reminisce we're here now but the good thing is is that it's just good to understand that when god bestows a god-given gift onto you is that gift part of a bigger plan please be sure that you know that you are not wasting these gifts and then we come to people who have greatness bestowed upon them now this is this is a very interesting one in the sense that a lot of the time and we look in the bible and for me the first person that comes to mind is moses now moses had greatness thrust upon him in the time where the israelites were enslaved to the egyptians god had a plan to set his people free and he called upon moses out of all the people he called upon moses and moses did everything in his power to not walk in god's plan and this was because of his own insecurities his own fears and his own doubts of himself but what god has bestowed onto you if god has chosen you when god says no who can say yes when god says yes who can say no these are the things in which people are 
called upon. And you may not, you may not feel that you're prepared. You may not feel that you're ready. You may not feel that it is your time. But if God has called you to do something, have faith, walk in faith, and do everything as if you are doing it unto God. It is very, very important that you understand the difference of what it means to have greatness thrust upon you as part of a bigger plan. And I think in terms of when we look at preparation meeting opportunity, for me, this is where I feel most people actually fall, myself included. A lot of us don't always know the plans that God has for us. And a lot of us, when you look at your Christian journey, although most of us were, were born into the church, it's at a certain age later on in life where we ourselves have a very conscious knowledge of what that relationship with God looks like. Everyone can go back and be baptised again. Even myself, I was in my early 30s when I dedicated or rededicated my life back to God because it was only at that age I knew the purpose that God had bestowed on to me. And it was at that age where I knew the plan that God had for me and I was walking or beginning to walk in this plan and in this purpose that God had bestowed on me. And for me, one of the most prominent people who shows what it is in terms of to have preparation, the opportunity was David. Now, David was a man after God's own heart. Before he was even declared king, David was a shepherd. And during this time as a shepherd, what he was known for was protecting his sheep. And in doing so, he would defend his sheep against lions, bears, and he would slay animals. And I know what people are thinking, but what has that got to do with the slice of bread? And for me, when reading this story and bringing understanding to the story, I didn't really understand what it was or where this played relevant. But the, the first time when we really saw David coming to his own or was really thrust into greatness was when he met the great Goliath. Now, Goliath now was an enemy to the Israelites. And at the time when he was coming out, he was a great, great mighty warrior. But no one wanted to go out and face this man. But it was David who came forth and he was like, why are you so scared of this Philistine? He is going to fall before you today. And everyone was like, you need to go home. You don't belong here. People were confused. They didn't understand where this confidence in such a young man had come from. And then Saul, the king, had gone and asked him, but where is this coming from? What makes you think you can defeat him? Now, aside from God and the confidence that had been bestowed unto him, more importantly, he had been preparing for this moment for many, many years, while as a shepherd protecting his sheep. While he was slaying tigers, bears, lions, it was giving him all of the skills that he would need to defeat Goliath. Now, I want you to think about a time for you and yourself in terms of 
when you're when you are studying. Obviously, you know, coming from an African household, you're going to hear the word studying from me a lot. Everything revolves around studying. But in doing so, what were you studying for? Because your mum would tell you that you'd be going back to Ghana if you didn't? Maybe. Definitely. But really, was it because there was something you were trying to acquire? You wanted a job in a particular field. You were preparing yourself. You were gaining the right experience, the knowledge that you would need, that when the opportunity came, that you would be prepared. You were going to be ready to go into such an opportunity and thrive and not fail to the glory of God. Amen. So in doing this, it's very important that we try to understand that everything that you're doing is in God's plan. Even now, I know, I know so many people with just with me as a father and I look to my sons at the moment and I already have plans and aspirations for what I want them to be. Other friends of mine, so, so they have children already doing amazing things in swimming, athletics, football, football even in particular. And the things that these children are doing at a very, very young age is being, is shaping them for when hopefully the right opportunity comes, they are going to be ready. And this is what this message is really about getting you to understand, irrespective of whether you are gifted, whether you are thrown into a situation or whether you are preparing yourself. There's always an element of God's plan that is leading you, that is guiding you. And even, and don't, and please don't be mistaken, just because you are gifted, just because greatness is thrust upon you, it doesn't mean that work ends there. Messi still trains. Moses now still had to continue to study and continue to show himself approved to lead God's people. And also even Jesus when the final hours of his purpose was to be fulfilled, we remember as he went off into the garden and he actually even asked his father that if this cup could be removed from him. Because his purpose, his time had finally come when he had fulfilled his purpose. But it doesn't make, it doesn't mean that it makes things any easier. But it is good to know when you're walking in God's plan. And there is an additional layer of peace that you have when you know that you're walking in God's plan. Even now, even myself, we can do all the planning, we can do all the work. But let's say when the opportunity is faced upon us, an interview. Are you not nervous? Are you still not particularly anxious to a degree at times? Of course. And it's okay to be that. But the difference is, is that you are prepared. You are best place. They have called you because you have shown and you have exhibited the type of skills, the type of experience, the type of knowledge that they need in order to fill this opportunity. And as long as you are prepared and as long as you are diligent, as long as you are focused, Lord willing, as long as it is part of God's plan and you're walking in it, it is for you. Guys, I hope someone out there is really listening to what I'm saying. I hope you've been blessed by today's message. 
Please join me in our closing prayer. Amen. Heavenly Father, first and foremost, we come before you to give you thanks. Lord, your word says now that irrespective of the plans that we make, it is you that directs our steps, Father. Father, Lord, there is no point in for us to go and plan without your, without your oversight, Father. Father, Lord, your word says, unless you bless the house, we labor in vain. Father, Lord, I just ask that as we continue to continue walking in your path, walking in your word, Lord, you continue to lead us, guide us, show us, show us in all things, Father, Lord. And we pray that as we continue to execute in these plans, Father, Lord, that you, your will be done and that you will be glorified in all things. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Trust you've enjoyed today's service. We're now going to go on to a time of communion. So I do trust that you've got your emblems ready. Um, before we actually take the communion, I'm going to share a scripture with us. And if you've got your Bibles with you and you want to join in, I'm taking this from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, starting from verse 23. I'll repeat that, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, starting from verse 23. And this is the Apostle Paul speaking here. He says, for I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke, the, broke it in pieces and said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, this is the new this is the new covenant between God and his people an agreement confirmed with my blood do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it for every time you eat this bread and drink this cup you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again so anyone who eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord unworthily is guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord this is why you should examine yourselves before eating the bread and drinking the cup. For if you eat the bread and drink the cup without honoring the body of Christ, you are eating and drinking God's judgment upon yourself. Amen. So just very quickly to give us um, a background for those who don't normally have communion. Jesus took communion, which we also know as the Last Supper with his disciples just before he was betrayed. And this is a reminder for us as Christians, as believers, as his body, um, to as often as we possibly can, you know, take communion together. And this is a reminder of what Christ did for us on the cross of Calvary. So if you've got your emblems, do partake of your bread or your crackers, whatever it is that you have as an emblem for the body of Christ. Let us take together. Let's partake together of the wine. Let us pray. We take this bread and we take this wine to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, 
we are one body and together we all share in the blood of the lamb father we want to thank you we thank you father for the body that was broken for us we thank you father for the blood that was shed father for us at calvary father you did this to restore us back in fellowship with you and we do this as often as we possibly can to remind ourselves that Jesus who died and was buried and rose would one day come to take us home. Father, we thank you for everything that the body and the blood represents. For his broken body, we receive wholesomeness in the name of Jesus. We receive strength, we receive restoration. Father, for his blood that was shed, Father, the blood of Jesus speaks better things than the blood of Abel. Let that blood speak for us in the mighty name of Jesus. Let that blood make anew in the name of Jesus. Father, we want to thank you. We bless you, O oh God, that Lord, for everything that you have done for us, we do not have any lack. You have made provision for each and every one of us in every area of your life. And we say thank you, Lord. Father, we bless you and we glorify you. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening. Join us for our weekly Sunday service at 10.30am at 336 Brixton Road. We hope you were blessed.